for all the listeners who, if you're just tuning in at episode nine, which what kind of rubbish is that? Can you please right. go back to episode zero? You there? This makes no sense unless <laughs> you listen to episode zero at least, please. But um, we are going to be doing things a little bit different on the pod. So <laughs> you you are probably wondering where is D? Why is she not here? Why do I not hear her voice? If she's not here, it's just me and a l- our lovely guest, who I'm going to introduce in a second. She's going to talk and then I'm going to give her um, her full formal Abeg intro. But uh, yeah, we are going to be doing something different. I'm going to be having some really amazing friends who are doing cool things. People are who you're aspiring to be. You're wondering, how can I get like them? How can I do things in my life so I can be popping? You're welcome. We've brought them on the show. You've, you can now hear them from their mouths. So guys, you're you're probably wondering who what kind of sultry voice am I listening to? Who's this girl? I don't recognize her. ever want to be featured on the pod even if it's remotely you know I'm not asking you to come into the we understand that you're a little bit too famous and too sickening to be doing that but if you ever would just like to give five minutes a minute really um we we welcome you encrypt your location yes (laughs) we will we can just everybody of course will know who you are because you're just famous come on now but you know blue if you ever would like to be on the pod and we welcome you, and if you just want to be a listener, I would want to be, like, you, um, you've probably heard of this, and I've said this to the listeners, Nicki Minaj is a huge Real Housewives of Potomac mm-hmm. fan. Blue, I want to be your Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Potomac. Mm-hmm. Speaking I, into existence. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you're wondering, who's the sultry voice that we're hearing? And I would like to introduce you to one of my good friends. I feel like we've been... It's been like recent, but it's been a yeah. very fruitful yeah. friendship. Now you see the rubbish that you guys are doing. You see how you say, "Oh, I want to start a new career. I want to do something new for myself." And you're <laughs> sitting there, and you've not left your house, and you're still there, turning on Zoom, putting the vid- video on mute, mm-hmm. putting the call on mute, and sitting downstairs watching Real Housewives of Potomac. She's not doing that. She's getting a new job. Period. She's putting out projects. Period. She's setting herself up for greatness. I've had too many new jobs. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the other day. I was like, there's homie hoppers. I'm a job hopper. But I think I'm going to stay at this one. Anyway, continue. No, because this one is, this is where the money's at. This is where the money resides. This the is, is you know. And, and we speak it into existence that this will be one of many fruitful endeavors for you. Amen. So, Guys, you know how people are saying, oh, I'm doing things. And they ask you what things you're doing. You cannot say. She can't say. Mm-hmm. She has done. And she will continue to do. So, without further ado, I would like to welcome Elsie. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, no. It's a pleasure. I was actually, you were one of the first people who, when we were going to bring on guests exclusively, I was like, oh, yes. Uh, I want to have wow. you on there. I mean, you also have... Like some new mew mew, some new music <laughs> that we're gonna be discussing. And you know, I'm a, the, I beg people know that I love me a jingle. You know? <laughs> I love a tune. So the minute I was like, oh, there's projects, there are things that we're promoting, come on the pod, speak about it. You know, we're not a lot, but we're many. <laughs> we're devoted fans. 
So I'm, I'm just glad that you were able to create some time, come on here, talk about the project, but also just get into the abeg realness, yes. do things like how we're doing it on here. And now it's time for Nobody Asked Me, the part of the show where we put the fun in dysfunctional, the bro in broken, I'm dead. <laughs> and give you opinions of things that you did not ask for. So without further ado, nobody asked me, but how have we not all adopted taking shoes off in the home? Listen. Listen. It's like put, like sitting on your bed in your outside clothes. Yes. Like, why would you do that? I don't get it. I had to actually, today, I'm, the, the I beg people know that I don't research. I don't Google. I have a job. I have things I'm doing. But I had to back this up with stats, with statistics, because I know that anybody that is dirty enough mm -hmm. to be wearing their shoes inside the house, just common sense is not enough for you. Mm -mm. So, according to Jonathan Sexton, a research assistant at the University of Arizona's Public Health College, under the tutelage of Dr. Charles Gerba, a professor and microbiologist. Toilet seats generally have a thousand bacteria or less, while the soles of shoes typically play host to millions. And yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet, I'm fighting you people to take your dirty shoes off in my house. This is why you guys don't get an invitation. Mm -mm. How can I invite you to my house and you will just take the shoes that you used to walk around this earth? You know what happens outside? You you know. You like, walked through it. And like I have a dog who's here, Gunner. Yes. And he, he pees outside. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't want that in my house. Like, hello. To further, because to, I, I added, I had to add statistics. I know that normally we're just getting on how rubbish you must be as a person, but I'm recognizing that we need more stats, more stats for the people. Speaking of just how, of, of dogs going to the bathroom, <laughs> public restroom floors have Jeez. been found to contain over 2 million bacteria per square inch. I don't like it. These, and your, and you have to go to the bathroom, sometimes not in your home. So your shoes are there, touching that floor. Mm -hmm. And you're bringing it to just walk around your house. Touch your carpet. And some of y'all like to sit on the floor. So, uh, please, mm -hmm. it's not making sense. It's not adding up. Even like wearing, sh like definitely not wearing shoes in the house, but then wearing shoes in the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because then you're standing on your bathroom mm -hmm. rug. And then... When you get out of the shower, you're on. So your bare feet. Ooh. Mm -mm. Cannot be me. Cannot be me. And I refuse to wear shower shoes in my home. No. It's my home. It's my home. I should be able to step on there barefoot. Yes. But in order for me to do so, I have to trust that the floor I'm stepping on is clean. Yes. Yeah, we can't be doing this. Not in 2023. Please. Certainly not even in 2022. It was never, it was never cute. Mm -mm. I know, and there's some of y'all like, oh, what if I live in a mansion? You don't live there. You why don't. be like, yes. why you lie to yourself? You don't live there. That's your parents' mm -hmm. house. Last, last. Last, last, that's where and your you parents And you don't even live. help with the chores. Mm. I had to add, when you're probably wondering, the next step is, okay, we've had you. The dirt is going on our shoe. But who's to say that the dirt that is on our shoe is really transferring onto the ground like that? Great question. I have an answer. This is not a news organization, but a study found the Cleaning Industry Research Institute, to be precise, found that the transfer of bacteria from shoes to uncontaminated tiles, that's assuming you guys are mopping. Mm. I don't know. Swiffer's not enough, let me tell you. But continue. That the transfer of bacteria from shoes to uncontaminated tiles ranged from 90 to 99%. That's an A. Yeah. I don't know how much people know about science, their science doesn't give out A's mm -mm. very quickly. Think you're lucky if you can get over 50%. So the fact that we're in the 90s, be concerned. Be afraid. And take your shoes off. And take your <laughs> shoes off. Now, if you're wondering, oh, you know, what if I just cleaned my shoes, Esther? Did you? Did you, though? But that's... <laughs> and... And that's the first question that we need to have you. When was the last time you cleaned your shoes, listeners? 
I'm not here to, this is not an attack because I don't clean my shoes either. But that is why I have a shoe rack right by that door. As you're coming in, remove your shoe. You just put it right there. But if you're curious and like, oh no, I'll just wash my shoe. It has been found that there is a 99% reduction in the number of bacteria on the outside of a shoe and a 90% reduction of bacteria on the inside of a shoe after washing with detergent in a washer. So if you do choose to wash your shoes, you will be good for the most part. But again, are you washing your shoe? And every time you use your shoe? Exactly. Come on now. Let's be, let's, let's, let's be not serious. play dumb. Let's, let's be, be serious. <laughs> let's be honest and serious with ourselves. Right. Let us tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> Facts. Take your shoes off. Hey, another question. Another question. But what if it's just, you know, run of the mill bacteria is good for you, you know, get sick. Feces is present on almost 100% of shoes. A University of Houston found that coliforms, that's where you get E. coli, are universally present on feces and are found on 96% of shoe soles. What's more, 39% contain C. diff, an antibiotic-resistant bacteria that mm -hmm. causes diarrhea, and 20% that contain E. coli. Mm -mm. Guys. Mm -mm. We must do better. Mm -hmm. See how we've just experienced pandemic. We can't do another one. We can't. We are, we're already so interconnected. The world is already so global. It's, it's too much for you all to not be. And the solution is simple. That's why I don't understand why people are still fighting it. Yeah. This is tangentially related, but people who don't close the toilet seat when they flush the toilet. Oh, no, that's that's heathens like it's like the toilet essentially sneezing on you and you have your toothbrushes and stuff i don't right even keep there. my toothbrush in the bathroom oh anymore my goodness i don't even oh keep it in God. that same room because i i just don't trust everybody Everything. who comes into mm. my home to cl close the lid mm. and so you want my toothbrush to now become a victim mm -mm. to your foolishness it's not possible mm -mm. i rebuke it I, I I was astonished to find that people don't do that. Astonished. I and you know what? I found out because I was unfortunately um, a victim where I flushed it and I felt the spray. Mm -mm. I felt I felt it. So I was like, I, I rebuke it. Mm -mm. So I didn't even need science to tell me. Oh, we tested it amongst five toilets and then we measured the spray and it's three feet. Nah, no, you you felt. It. I felt it. Mm -hmm. I felt it, and I was like, oh, Never no. again. <laughs> that toilet seat is remaining closed. Closed. Firmly. Let's not do this, guys. Let's, let's be better. Quickly. It's just, and let's, let's also just acknowledge the fact that it's less cleaning. Yes. Save money. You save money on products. You save money on just, and you, it just takes less to clean because you are keeping all that concentrated dirt to one area of your home. Yeah. And we nobody likes to clean. Even the people who like to clean at a certain point, that's tired. Mm-hmm. So the benefits are many. The cons to taking your shoes off are few. I genuinely don't see one. Yeah. And I love me some house slippers. I have multiple. Oh, love a good slipper. These people vote. They drive. <laughs> I can't. I we can't. allow you to be fully functioning members of society mm -hmm. and see how you do. See how you treat us. Mm -mm. It's not right. It's not. Thank you. This has been Nobody Asked Me. Tune in next week to hear us spiral out over things that are not our business nor our concern. One thing I, you've probably, because you've listened to a couple of episodes, mm -hmm. you know, that we have our ghetto Bible study. A ghetto Bible study. <laughs> because we love God. And I love that everybody who we've brought on here so far, like, loves God. Regardless, and we've brought people who are, are full-fledged believers, people who are not believers, but mm -hmm. still, like, there's that reverence for, like, some 
I believe that God is real and he's there. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's been it's been very cool that I've not yet had to have that conversation of someone who's like really like I don't fuck with God. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm I receive it. I receive that kind of guest if that's what God would have for me. But it's been nice to, you know, to, you know, softly launch ourselves with people who are also like, yes, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this kind of like ties into our conversation off the mic that we will not bring on the we, mic because we're not messy. Mm-hmm. But we're in safe. my saved and sanctified. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but I um I and my CG group, that's um our Bible study group in real life, not on here, not our ghetto Bible study. <laughs> We've been going through Jonah. We just went through Jonah one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, reading Jonah as an adult mm-hmm. is you actually start to understand why people have some really deep church hurt mm-hmm. and why someone can claim to follow God with their whole chest mm-hmm. and they're still not necessarily a good person. <laughs> and all the people affected by church hurt said, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to give y'all a break to do that. But the book of Jonah, um, to summarize if you've not read it or you're not familiar with the story, the book of Jonah is essentially one long satire on how the very same people of God who should be mirroring God the most serve him the least. Mm -hmm. And the Bible is showing that people who don't even know God are the most open and receptive to the way he says to treat people and live. Mm -hmm. Now, Jonah is considered to be a minor prophet, which is just Christianese for he's has a shorter book in the Bible. That's yeah, I was like, that's kind of shady. <laughs> you have the major prophets, and those are people who've either like written mm-hmm. a bunch of books or have like bigger books around them, and then you have the minor prophets, they have smaller books, that's all that is. But God essentially tells Jonah to go to one of the biggest cities of the empire, the Assyrian Empire that has enslaved them, mm-hmm. that's important context, and tells them, and God tells Jonah, tell them to repent or to face my judgment. More context before we get into Jonah's decision. <laughs> now God, in an earlier book, this book was Hosea, had told Jonah's people, not Jonah, but Jonah's people, Jonah, part of Israel, not to mess with the Assyrians. Basically, the book of Hosea is going into like the no, quick recap God basically describes his relationship to the church as a man who is in love with a woman who's constantly mm-hmm. cheating on him. <laughs> Which some of y'all can relate. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Who has, please, who's related <laughs> to this? Please. I w- we welcome you to our bed, but please be better. Yeah, please. Simply, please don't. <laughs> Simply, please, stop. please don't be relating to this. We pray for better for you. <laughs> but he is essentially comparing his relationship um, to a man with a cheating woman, and at a certain point, we understand that the woman is Israel, mm-hmm. the man is God, and at a certain point, one of the people that Israel goes to are the Assyrians, and God is like, mm-hmm. "Please do not do this. Come back to me," and like it'll be good. Like, all I need for you to do is say you're sorry and we are square. But he does not. And as a result of that, the Assyrians, while they do temporarily partner with the Israelites, end Mm -hmm. up going back on their word and they enslave them. So that's why they are enslaved. And now God is telling Jonah, go to those same people who have enslaved Mm -hmm. you. But now we're moving from the context of, but God told you not to go there in the first place. Mm and tell them that they need to repent or to face my judgment. Now, while we are not justifying slavery, we are also noting the multiple times that God said, don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that clear. We're also black, so come on now. Let's use some common sense. Let's 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 be honest. Let's take those two brain cells and rub them together. Exactly. Spark some electricity. (laughs) So God tells Jonah to do that. Jonah literally runs in the opposite direction direction he goes to tarshish i believe is what the place is called i'm getting a little bit too much in the bible historical context but it's important because we're going through you know we're going through that he runs in the opposite direction and he gets on a boat and puts these sailors lives at risk trying to run Mm -hmm. away from god so there's this huge storm that results as he's fleeing from where he is and not going to nineveh which is the city god has said to go to and he's going to tarshish and 
all of the sailors are like, everybody, I beg, call your God, though. Do something. <laughs> everybody, call your God and ask them to stop. And meanwhile, Jonah is sleeping. Ah, it's the nerve. <laughs> it's it's the nerve for me. Like, if you don't wake up, like, also, how can you be asleep <laughs> when, like, in the middle of a storm? Like, you took Nyquil or something. Jonah's asleep. The sailors obviously wake him up, and they're like, "Yo, who is your mm. god? <laughs> who do you serve?" Because we've been asking everybody. They've been praying. Nothing has stopped. Jonah. In all foolishness, is like, I serve the God of the sea and the land, the God of all gods. And I said, So it is it's you. You. <laughs> you are the one that's causing all of this problem. He admits, Yes, it is me. And so they're like, Okay, well, what should we do to make this stop? Like, you've caused this, mm-hmm. please fix it. He's like, Throw me over, throw me overboard. Which we love accountability. No, <laughs> because at first I thought it was accountability. But it was literally, like, as I dove into this further in my Bible study group, we found out that Jonah's literally saying, I would rather die Die. than go to Nineveh and have those people be saved. I would rather die and, as a result, risk the lives of millions of people meeting God than to go there and save them. God can use anybody. But the fact that he was literally like, I I would rather die Mm -hmm. than save these people. With, and, and, and did, and they tossed him over. But God, because God forever has a sense of humor, had a big fish swallow him. <laughs> how do I explain? Non-Christian listeners, I don't know how to explain myself. That's just what the Bible says. It's just what happened. It's just what happened. Like, he was tossed in, and then he was saved by a big fish that swallowed him. But what was so jarring was seeing like this is a prophet Mm -hmm. this is not even just like okay this is someone who had claimed to be a christian this is somebody who claimed to serve god and had done so in the past god is speaking to you you're running in the other direction and you've claimed and then even when people went to go and ask you who who's the god that you're serving well it's the god of the sea god of the land like ah (laughs) so you are still claiming god as you are running away from him you know which and I this, haven't been there. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this, that's it. That's it. It's the fact that, like, everybody wants to believe that they're the Ninevites mm-hmm. and that they're the people who need you are Jonah. Mm-hmm. You are the person that God is telling you to do something and you're not listening. You're you said, running away. Not me. You're like, mm, turn up the volume. God, I couldn't hear you. Ooh, I don't speak that language, God. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak that language, God. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm faced with a bit of conviction, but I'm also torn because while I am able to see so much fault in Jonah, mm-hmm. I still, like, there's a part of me that doesn't, like, I don't fully blame him yeah. for his choices. Because if you enslave me and God asks me to save you, choke. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly. God, God, we're sorry. you. <laughs> Look. <laughs> God, that's why that's sorry. why you didn't ask us to do that. <laughs> that's why it's Jonah, not us. That <laughs> so we listeners, especially our non-Christian listeners, when all those moments where you'd be like, sometimes the people of God be the ones further correct. Mm-hmm. The Bible makes a huge book. Well, not that huge of a book. But there is a book. There is a book that God dedicates to just showing how trifling we Christians can be. Mm-hmm. Christians be better. That's including myself. Yeah. Don't turn don't turn down the volume. Don't mm-hmm. I'm I can see you doing it. <laughs> don't turn turn my turn me up. I always imagine God looking at me like, yo, seriously. <laughs> like, like what what are you doing? It doesn't <laughs> God doesn't even have to say it. He just needs to give me just that look. Look at me like, girl. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. And I'll be like, God, no, I want you to pepper them. Do them. And he's like, like I should have done you. And it's like, oh. now nah, we weren't talking about me, God. We were not um, talking about me. <laughs> that was a little bit rude. Oh, my gosh. We, we, let's not get into me. Yeah. Let's get back. There's a problem. That's simply not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> God, just because you're omniscient doesn't mean that I am. Let's focus Period. on one thing yes. at a time. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> on that note.
I am I am excited to talk about the ring because as I was looking through these lyrics, Lauren, <laughs> who is this about? Do I know who this is about? No, thank God. Um, this <laughs> so the rain is a a breakup, a song about a breakup. Um, I my college uh, sweetheart. Funny story that's not at all funny. It's the title came from. So the day we broke up, he was still in college and I graduated. Um, I was visiting him. He was like, you know, if we were to ever get married, I would want us to have had the opportunity to date other people first. And I was like, um, what? Mm. <laughs> what does that mean? And so I was really angry. Understandably. And yeah. And so he, like, he went to the gym and I was like, I'm going to go get some mac and cheese. I remember this. And it was fully morning, but I was like, That's I need okay. mac and cheese. Um, and then we reconvened and... He was like, yeah, I think uh, we need to break up. Like, I, I want to. Clearly. Yeah. You're wanting to date other. Okay. Yeah. And the crazy thing was, so I was staying with him that weekend. I was supposed to leave the next day. But we have now broken up. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay here. And he also <laughs> left and, like, stopped answering my, my text messages. That's so I was fun. like, oh, so I'm just. I'm just stuck here. Like, what is – and then, like, right after we broke up, it, the sky opened up, and it just started pouring. And I was mm. like, wow. <laughs> like, this is fitting <laughs> because I am <laughs> devastated, and it's just pouring outside. Um, eventually, I got him to, to answer me, and he took me to the bus. Like, I changed my bus ticket, took me to the bus, and uh, I went home. Um, but that kind of showed, like – what kind of person <laughs> he was, first of all. But yeah, please um, tell me this was not a believer. Uh, son of a, a son of a pastor. Oh, you already know. Yeah. Let me not talk about pastors' children on here. I know those PKs. Let's, let's <coughs> not talk about them <laughs> because there's some of. Let's not talk about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just yeah, 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 yeah. just moving forward. Um. But yeah, and so it. W I was sitting on the bus. It was raining, and I was crying. It was a very, that summer was a very rainy summer. Um, and a couple of rainstorms later, I came up with the lyrics to this song. Because hmm. it seemed like this song brought, like writing it brought a lot of joy. The yes. moment, of course, itself was not joyful, but in writing it, it was very cathartic. And it felt like yeah. there was, like, there was this hint that it was going to get better. What yeah. was, was I wrong in perceiving that? No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you think the, the first verse is talking about, like, wow, I'm going to feel this way forever. I, It's not going to be like this forever. And the thing with, like, I mean, when it rains, it also stops <laughs> raining, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Would you consider yourself to be an optimist in that regard then? Generally, no. <laughs> But I think because for a lot of my life, like, I've dealt with a lot of mental health challenges and, like, m the pain I was feeling felt like it was forever. Mm. And it wasn't until 2021 that, well, maybe the end of 2020, 2020 but definitely in 2021 um, and even more so now, for the most part, like, it averages positive. Like, it's going to turn around. My sister always says, life is like the stock market. <laughs> the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. It has its ups and downs, but it's always upward trending. And I was like, yeah. I mean, life like things are gonna things are gonna happen, but good things are also gonna happen. Yeah. I really like that you said that you weren't an optimist. Mm -hmm. We're um we haven't really talked about it, but this episode I beg, joy may just kill me. Mm -hmm. It may just because I'm not an optimist. I'm not an optimist even. Yes, Gunner. See, Gunner agrees. I am not an optimist. I am, and I, I'm past that. I enjoy being a pessimist. I revel in it. Yeah. I see life for what it is as opposed to what it should be. And the world has often proved itself to be worse than it seems. Mm -hmm. um, quick story time. I remember as a kid, apparently I was bubbly. Wow. What a time. <laughs> Not bubbly. <laughs> At a time that that was some that was a descriptor that people would often use with me. 
I remember it clear shift. It happened like slowly, but I remember when I immediately just like pushed the no more button. It was in a law program. This program was in DC. I also did a law program. Oh my gosh, yes. Law dropouts. Yeah, it made me realize I do not want to be a lawyer. I was told by one of the teachers that I was a little bit too argumentative, um, pointed, and loud, and that I should tone myself down so that my points were better received for Mm. the all-important task that was a fake trial. Mm. Now, you know, let me also say, not that I've aired this teacher out, but shout out to the teacher because we're about accountability on this podcast. They did rescind their statement, but obviously the damage was already done. It was very clear that my then love of law and making a case was quickly snuffed out. And I'm still triggered. I'm still triggered whenever I see people hush others when they're clearly excited about something. Right. But yeah, I, I hate when people do that because I can see you snuffing the light out of them mid-conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I don't blame anyone who chooses to not share things with you afterwards because your respectability politics are showing. Mm-hmm. And it's getting you nowhere. Yes. Except away from friends and friendship. But I remember shortly after this instance feeling the external pressure to just be joyful and like seeing people like ask me like, why am I not as lively after an immediate, like be excited, mm-hmm. but at the place that society has right, deemed acceptable, acceptable for you to be like excited. And I just have chosen to opt out. Mm-hmm. I will, my pessimism, while it started as a, place of self-preservation has now like evolved towards just not wanting to people please or like Mm. show emotions for you is there um, an instance that you remember oh I'm not not like fuck this joy nonsense but (laughs) (laughs) I don't see what the Christians are talking about and what I do see is people asking me to perform joy for them absolutely um, I was thinking about this recently. My old roommate, um, she is just like she's a very positive, bubbly person, and she said to me one day, her name is Nicole. Um, she said, like, I just have these days where I'm like, it is so good to be Nicole. Like, I, <laughs> I oh. just, my life is so great. I, I'm happy for her. I was like, that is not at all relatable, girl. <laughs> like, good for you, but I'm happy for you, Nicole. Like, if you're a, if you're listening to this podcast, we're happy for you. We are happy for you. Her, she's thriving. Um, and I was like, and she's also a Christian. And I was like, is that is that what I'm supposed to be like? And I'm definitely not there. I think I'm getting there now, but I definitely at the time I was like, I. I am deeply depressed. <laughs> like, my life is not great. Um, yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, like, I always find it hard to to be open about that with people because instead of thinking of emotions as, like, information, mm. it's there's judgment behind it. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. You should always be happy. But, like, if you're always happy, there is no happy. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, shout out to Nicole, though. Uh, Nicole, I'm really hoping that you're still continuing to live your best life. I hope so. I hope that the happiness has Someone just has continued to, to flourish. Someone, <laughs> somebody has to be really out here joyful. Yeah. It's not me right now, but I'm, I'm hoping it's for you, You got Nicole. it, you got it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not me remembering a Drake lyric right now. <laughs> I almost said it, but, um, previous Abeg listeners know this. Drake... Get, get it together. Yes. Yeesh. We we press onward. But that's not um, that's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Especially, I, I hate to be this person. I don't. <laughs> as black women, and as a fat one personally, I have every reason to have a bad outlook on life. Yes. Let's, let's even remove the racism, the sexism, the fat phobia, the obvious ones, right? The ones where it's like, okay, I can see why (laughs) you don't like me here. (laughs) But because I have also begun to reject the notion that I can't have a bad day because people have it worse. Now. Yes, because by that logic, there is one person in the world who has it the worst out of everyone and is the only person that's ever allowed to complain. And that's ridiculous. 
if anything, the fact that we all have, are having bad days just shows how we can double down on how unworthy this world is. Mm. Look at me sounding like Jonah. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Jonah be making points. He's making, <laughs> look, that's why I'm like, you were wrong, but we see, we see your argument. Yeah. We understand where you were coming from. Like, and the world we know is flooded with bad people who do bad things, but the world is also flooded with seemingly good people mm-hmm. who are also doing bad things. <laughs> Please, I am Jonah. I don't trust you, hoes. Yeah. Cut to our <laughs> offline conversation from earlier. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there are only like three people who will know what that conversation uh, is, and they are kikiing right now. <laughs> they are laughing. Yes. They're laughing like, wow, these people. Yes. See? See? <laughs> Gunner gets it. Gunner's, Gunner's like, one yeah, of the I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, in the past, I've not felt the need to be joyful because I feel very justified in how I've been wronged mm-hmm. and oh. yes. Yes. how people have continuously made jabs at snuffing out my light. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. Something that I struggle with is forgiveness. Mm. Like, because there Ooh. are people that I'm like, no. Someone had said to me, like, that... God's, like, are you okay with the fact that God's grace is available to everyone, even the people that have hurt you? Mm. And I was like, ooh, I, I don't know if I am. Mm. And that's something I'm, like, trying to work through. Like, forgiving, you know, the person who the song is about or, like, other people who have hurt me. And it feels like, I'm like, yes, like, forgive, but I'm okay because, like, I have a good reason to not. Yeah. But y'all, y'all got it. Y'all need to get it together. Yeah, y'all got it. <laughs> but I got a, I got an exemption from God, so. I think you guys are wondering. This is the jankiest episode about joy. Because I'm going <laughs> to. I got tired. Mm. Like, I got so deep in my hatred and my anger. I just got tired and it wore me out. Mm-hmm. And it just, it made it so that it was everything. Yep that I was focused on. Yeah. I wasn't able to enjoy the small moments because I was just so wrapped up in how people had hurt me. Yep. And it was kind of like in that darkness that I realized that, one, being joyful is for me, mm-hmm. not for the performance of others, mm-hmm. and that by exercising or pursuing joy, it is a very radical statement in spite of the world I live in and the body that I live in. Mm. Joy for us as women, as black women in America is radical. Mm. And for us to pursue that and to pursue it so fervently is, it's not just something that, to to call it a need would be to undermine it. We have to find it just so that we find purpose because mm-hmm. that was what was that was what was missing in the midst of people like taking jabs and snuffing out my light i lost purpose of what the fuck am i supposed to do mm-hmm. on this world and like what is the point of anything meaningless ecclesiastes Just- meaningless <laughs> yeah it is all meaningless yeah like i so i used to go to um one of the big mega churches during i was really involved like i just moved to boston and i was like i'm gonna find a church community i found this community and then i the pandemic happened and i was spending like they wanted volunteers to spend all of their time at the church i was there i was in grad school and also um working a full-time job and volunteer i was a leader of a team um and i was just said i was so burnt out and it wasn't until i so the pandemic, when I s- wasn't doing as much, uh, like I wasn't there as much um, because we had to quarantine, mm-hmm. where I was like, wait, there are things that happened that were like not cool. That became my life. Like when we, we went to the news about it, literally like my, you can see it on my Instagram follower account just drop like instantly. Mm. And people were blocking me, unfollowing me. Um, it was just bad. And I was doing that. And granted, like what I did was not, like, I didn't go about it the right way, but, like, I just saw my entire community during a time when we're all so isolated 
just get taken away from me. Yeah. And I was so angry, so deeply angry that like I became like anti-religion. Mm-hmm. And I was like with this group of people um, who also had been hurt by um, the church and we would like go into the comments of uh, like these various churches or like uh, these Christian figures or whatever. And like, um, especially that one guy, I don't remember his name, um, but he was doing these concerts in like Skid Row during the height of the pandemic. Oh. Yeah. And so we were like commenting on his page, like, this is ridiculous. Like you're, you know, just calling him out. And he would, and I don't even think it was him. It was probably like his assistant or something, but like, they would delete the comments, and yeah. I would just spend hours just, like, writing comments, like, they're just a religious, blah, 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 and there was one day that I was, like, this is all-consuming. Like, I it, can't. It takes up so much. Like, that's yeah. the thing about anger and about, like, hate wield unjustly yeah. is that it ends up becoming all of who you are. Yes, and I was, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it just, I, it just was too much. And so I, you know, distanced myself from those people and then um, eventually, like, found myself at the church that we both go to now. But, um, yeah, I think, like, just, just to relate to what you're saying, that, like, it just comes, it becomes a point where you're like, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And do you think that your... Pursuance. I don't even know if you're trying to pursue joy right now. I am. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I love that for you. Yeah, but in pers- in before you made that switch to like I am going to strive towards joy, was it a breaking point? Mm-hmm. Was it something in particular that was like I I have to l- let this go? Were you just like I have run out of steam, so I have to like reevaluate where I'm putting my energy? Like, what was it that made yeah. you just realize I need to switch up the game plan yeah I think it was a combination of things um why because like, when I stopped doing the comment stuff I still was like anti-religion and I had a friend and I realized that like I had spent so much of my time like isolating from people that I missed out on many months with this friend mm. um and so I was like I'm gonna spend all my time with her like this while she's still here yeah I was just so angry at how, I guess, joyful the word would be. Mm. How they were, like, how joyful they were. I was like, this feels phony. Like, yeah. why, like, they, they're, yeah, these, these guys are phony. Like, this is fake. Um, they're, pr- they think they're better than me or whatever. And I, yeah, and I was just like, no, forget this. Like, forget these people. I'm done. Like, uh, this is, this is too much. And it was me, like, being afraid of, uh afraid of of what joy might look like in my life mm. and thinking that like joy is not possible like it's not based on everything that i've experienced in my life it's not possible so you being joyful must be fake why were you afraid of what of what joy looked like for you because i thought i had experienced joy at my last church and it was taken mm. and i was afraid to let myself be vulnerable with people again because I I felt that the second I did that they were going to leave me again Mm. um and that yeah and and I think that was the one of the biggest reasons why I was anti-religion because I didn't want like there's the the hurt that I experienced but I also just like didn't want to open myself up to a community again yeah um and anyway so God can use, um, <laughs> God, I think God knows that I, uh, I like the boys. And <laughs> so I was like, okay, I want to hang out with my friend, but I'm not going to church with these people. Like, I'm not. And there was a, one of, a guy that was um, in the friend group. And he was like, oh, like, will, will I see you at church tomorrow? I was like, yeah, you'll see me at church tomorrow. And then I was like, oh, man. Not you being bamboozled by Jesus <laughs> yes. because of a fine man. And I was like, now I got to go to Elsie. church tomorrow. Like, Elsie. I know. <laughs> I know. I love that we're being honest. I know. I love that for this podcast. And I beg listeners, have you heard? Like, Maybe you'll <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
it's okay that if the reason that God brought you to church was because you saw somebody that was fine. It's okay. We forgive you. Look, as long as you made it. Everything. It's funny. Every like, dang. I'm 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 starting to realize. Um, you're 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 having you're ha- we're having. <laughs> I beg listeners, we're having real time revelations yeah. about the way that God is using people to let's say people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to bring us closer to Him. Damn. God knows. God knows that we're trifling. Mm-hmm. God knows that we're very finicky. Sometimes you must be fine. <laughs> Look, hey, He knows how to reach me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. But then, like, so I went. I, I was like, okay, now I have to go because I'm not a liar. And I, and also, I wanted to see the guy again. I'm um, sick. <laughs> and I went to the. Tr- I went to church because lying, lying would be bad. To you know, that's not a good. You know, intro to you know, to, him, to meeting like, a oh, man of God. Died. Yeah. Um, Not a good look. Yeah. I don't even talk to this guy anymore. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but look, he got me in the door. <laughs> <laughs> he served his purpose. Um, but yeah, and I went to church and I just felt, I felt like the, these people saw me in a way that like, I thought the people at my last church saw me, but they really didn't. Mm-hmm. And these people, in the short amount, because it had been like a week that I had known them, but they, someone had said to me that like, God is going to put people in my life that are mirrors. Mm. And I was like, nah, like, I don't know what that even looks like. <laughs> and I felt in the presence of these people, I was like, these are the mirrors. Mm. And Explain for the non-Christian listeners, because they're like, you're like, what you mean, mirrors? Well, yes, like kind of the ones you get at Target. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> so like that, it they they are mirrors that reflects God's, um, God's goodness and like how God sees me, mm. um, will reflect that back onto me, so that I can see how much God loves me and yes. I can see what God thinks of me. And because at the time I was like, God. I was doing everything that God wanted me to do. I was at a church, and he still, like, left me. Like, I mm. I lost everything, yeah. you know? Like, why would I? God doesn't care about me. Yeah. And then I met these people that I was like, wow, God really does. Like, he does care. About me. And it, granted, it took a long time to actually, like, for that to sink in. But I remember, like, it's this friend group was the reason that I, I started releasing my music. Like, mm. they held a talent show. And I sang one of my songs. I sang three of my songs at this talent show. And um, I remember I, I wrote a song um, on the 4th of July that of 2021. Um, and I, it was the moment I knew that these people were the mirrors, and I was so scared. Yeah. That I was like, I, <clears throat> I, I don't, like, I want to continue being seen by these people. I want to continue being known. Mm. But I'm so scared of, like, what could happen if I am seen. Mm. And I remember I was singing this song to them and I started crying and my eyes were closed and I like, I'm going to cry now. And I felt like in that moment, I was like, I'm going to open my eyes and the room's going to be empty. Mm. And I, (laughs) and I opened my eyes and everyone was still there. And, and then, and it also like in that moment, I felt God say like, even if you open your eyes and there's nobody here, that's because there are going to be better people. Yes. Yeah. We claim that in Jesus' yeah. name. Yeah, and I opened my eyes, and everyone was still there, and it was, yeah. So I, th- I think, like, God has really been putting people in my life that have shown me that joy is possible. How have you found ways to be joyful in a world that can mm-hmm. oftentimes, like, feel so wretched? Like, what are small things that you are doing, small ways that you are just reveling in God's creation i will before you answer because <coughs> your girl was reading uh there's this book it's called the return of the prodigal son in the book it says people who have come to know the joy of god do not deny the darkness but they choose not to live in it mm. they claim that the light that shines in the darkness can be trusted more than the darkness itself mm. and that a little bit of light can dispel a lot of darkness mm-hmm. they point to each other to flashes of light here and there and remind each other that they reveal the hidden but very real presence of God. They discover that there are people who heal each other's wounds, forgive each other's offenses, share their possessions, 
foster the spirit of community, celebrate the gifts they have received, and live in a constant anticipation of the full manifestation of God's glory. Mm. I wept. Yes! Okay? (laughs) This is why people need to be reading. Uh Look at what they're seeing in books. I read this, and the immediate, like, question that came to me is how am I how am I finding ways to mm-hmm. just look at the light yeah. in this world of darkness like how am I making sure that I'm looking out for it yeah. I'm making sure that I'm creating it I, even in the small ways to remind myself that God is here and he's present mm-hmm. and that this world the way that we live is is fleeting mm-hmm. and that heaven is real and it's coming yeah. And I just, I just have to wait. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things. One, shout out to medication. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because we believe I, God. We believe God created doctors. Period. Um, and I think like I finally am on like a medication regimen that like I, I feel more regulated and I feel like a normal person. But also, and I think something like practically that I've been doing is. I have been trying to, when I wake up in the morning, make my bed and change my clothes. Mm. And something as small as, like, changing my clothes has really helped with how I feel about myself. Because I used to just go out, like, I walk my dog in the morning, and I'll go out wearing, like, looking like. Looking like how I'm looking now, I beg uh-oh, listeners. Uh-oh. I don't look good. Uh-oh. Let me just say that. <laughs> I look, you know, I'm your a, girl's always looking good. She's a fine babe. She's a fine babe. Yes. Remember that. Yes. Always and forever. But. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, like putting on clothes and I'm like, okay, like I actually feel good. And then it turned into like putting on clothes and putting on eyeliner. Yes. Putting on clothes and putting on eyeliner and doing my eyebrows. And, you know, and then starting to like feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's really helped to like transform even just like how I think about like, my mindset throughout the day. Mm. But, yeah, I feel like I'm definitely at the beginning of my joyful journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that my joy is rebellious mm-hmm. in a world that wants to tone it down mm-hmm. or make it appeasing to others. One thing I've been very targeted for, I'm allowed, I'm loud, Period. period. <laughs> if i'm talking you're, you've heard me mm-hmm. if i'm laughing you mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't be in the next room yes. you're probably still <laughs> hearing me your babe is a loud babe she takes up space she has presence some people you don't know what it means for your voice to carry projection <laughs> that's why she's a singer hello but one thing that i have had to fight against is feeling like I need to tone it down. I don't. You don't. You just need to get used to the volume. Exactly. And I am finding my joy is revolutionary Mm -hmm. in a world that scoffs at a full belly laugh or a willingness to be loud about issues that inspire me. Like, if not me, then who? Yes. If not now, then when? When? Yes. Who's going to do it? I... I have to be the same person. I, I was watching, this is like a s- very brief side tangent. I was watching um, Lizzo accept an award. And mm-hmm. she's saying that I am the woman that I needed to see yeah, yeah. at a young age. Like it's, I kept wondering like who, who is going to be the woman that looks like me on stage singing and dancing. And, and it had to be her. I'm saying is it will be me. Yeah. I am the person who will make it okay so that as you're laughing and everybody's hearing with it is okay. Yeah. I am a light into this world. Yeah. And I don't need to be societally acceptable. Mm-hmm. So much about me is not. And I think that a part of me wanted to feel like okay, well, even though I have been very unconventional in the unconventional quotation marks (laughs) with the career that I have chosen Mm -hmm. given my demographic with my interests with the fact that she's a bit of an alter babe she's a bit alternative (laughs) with her interests (laughs) and her her quirks that you know somehow that I could tailor my personality to still fit in society standards Mm -hmm. and that 
just does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back at it and accepting that I am unconventional in one sense is accepting that I'm c- unconventional everywhere. Yeah. And I said this to you at church, but I heard um I heard a a YouTuber say this once I'm killing myself because I cannot remember who said it. But she was the one who said that I am the Barack Obama. Oh, like, yes, yeah. Everybody's everybody's talking about how oh they're looking for the Michelle to their Barack. I'm Barack. I'm Barack. I am Barack. Begin to take that step and begin to just lean into the fact that the more that I step out in faith, the more that I trust God that I am unconventional for a reason and I'm unconventional mm-hmm. in this time period for a purpose. Yeah. The more that God is able to use me to bless others. Amen. Yeah. I love that. Because like one I l- I love the idea of joy being radical and like being something that you have to take. Oh yeah. Because the the world's not going to give it to Mm-mm. you. They'll snuff it out. Yeah. And I think of like how like light light being light isn't the absence of darkness but darkness is the absence of light yeah but you need to that that's what this podcast will be called pursuing joy yeah that's what we're doing that is what we are attempting to do it yeah i think that when i first came across this fruit of the spirit it was one of the ones in addition to like patience mm. that i was <laughs> <laughs> i said god are you sure you want me to talk about yeah. this one and he said, yes, you, you are the one that will speak. But I am, I am I, I, if you are someone who's out there and you're in the Christian world and you're feeling like everybody is tapping into this and you're not there, rest assured that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one. Like, where we, at least me and Elsie, we're there joining you. Yeah. My mom radiates joy and she's someone who loves being extra she loves mm. she rests in it she doesn't care she br- she brings a tambourine to church there is a full worship <laughs> <laughs> now the black people are like what's good that's normal yeah hello we do not go to a predominantly we black don't. church we don't the people are <laughs> the people are like where's that tambourine yeah, coming what from is that? <laughs> there's not a tambourine on the stage <laughs> with the worship team but she has brought her own tambourine yes. and she will be there to praise the lord with that tambourine that's and true. i think before especially when i was young it would be like i would be a little bit embarrassed because she was just so unashamed of who she was and how big and how lively she was but as i mature and i start to see my parents as more than just my parents i'm i'm chasing that same thing i will be that person yeah yeah because like i feel like i've tried to to t-o-o um Like to stuff, snuff out how I actually am, and be like, I don't want to be too much, or and not that like I'm not a loud person, but like I'm, I like to be goofy, and like mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't want, I don't want to be weird, you know. I should just be like ex normal person. No, this is the last question. The question we ask at the end of every episode: How are you trying to be a better person today? Mm. Not tomorrow, not next week. Yeah, that's but, but right now, today. How am I trying to be a better, a better person to forgive to forgive people? But I know that's not gonna happen today. <laughs> so I know myself. Let's let's do an easy layup. <laughs> <laughs> Look, see how God has called you, and you're running. Look, <laughs> <laughs> not maybe a Jonah. No, God, not working on. It. We're working on it. We we got we got a ten step plan. Um, <laughs> what is this a Korean skincare routine? We might be on step zero, but oh. there is a plan. <laughs> we have written out a plan. No, mm. I think. <laughs> but also, how? Okay, I have not been good about reading my Bible, mm. and I think that there's being being a follower of Jesus is like. Yes, believing certain things, but also, and like going to church and all that. But you also have to like carry the word in your heart and like know the word to be able to, to be able to be loving and um, be the person that we're called to be to others. 
right? Mm. And so I, I feel like I, every time I read the word, like there's some things that I read that I'm like, like Leviticus, like all these different, you know, but I, it's like context for other things that I've read. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like the more I meditate on scripture, the better, I hesitate to say like the better of a person I am, but like, it's true. Like it's, I, I, I feel like I have more of the word to arm myself with. Yes. To be the person, like to be more like Jesus. The devil can't lie to you if you know the truth. Exactly. Exactly. Because he be, he be trying it. He be trying. I always think of the devil's like swipe, you know, swiper from (laughs) Dora. And then he like gets really close and then it's like, oh man. (laughs) Swiper no swiping. But yeah, so that's how I think I'll be a, a, a better person when I, I'm convicted to start today. The mm. forgiveness, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> today, I am. Honestly, I have to call my mom. Mm. That's the way I can be a better person today. I need to. Oh, God. And my mom listens to this podcast, so she'll know hey. if I have not called hey, that girl. before this, <laughs> <laughs> this airs. And I'm going to leave this part on there so to hold myself accountable. Yeah. I'm going to call my mom and I'm going to thank her. Because mm. when I think about some of the examples I have of women who have just unabashedly taken up space, yeah, my mom is someone who is one of the mo- earliest examples yeah. I have and a recurring one, and she's still that way. And I think that I would not have the determination to pursue joy this way yeah. if not having that constant reminder of what it looks like yeah. and what is waiting at the end of the rainbow should I choose to take it for myself mm-hmm. so mom mommy if you're listening to this you know thank you thank you for for always being being steadfast in honoring God's word mm-hmm. and and who he's created you to be but for being a good light so much so that I can maybe tap into that light myself. Yeah. Like when you're, I, I, I love that, like, being able to, like, lift other people up. Like, nobody is going to be joyful 100% of the time. Oh, yes. But we can lift each other up. And, like, when we are experiencing darkness, like, be the light for, um, or someone else can be the light for us or we mm-hmm. can be the light for them. Um Oh, on that note, before, because we've been here, God, God, how long have we been here? Like an <laughs> hour and a half. That's actually, that's not bad, <laughs> considering all <laughs> not things. Not Gunner stretching. Gunner stretching. He's tired. Anything. He's like, y'all have been here too long. Like, on that note, if y'all like what we're talking about, if you're ready to pursue joy, take by what the devil has taken from you, mm-hmm. you know, you can find us. On social media, on Instagram at A-B-E-G-V, got to remember the the, Mm -hmm. P-O-D. That's I beg the pod. You can find us on there. You can find us on Spotify, on the Apple Podcasts. Anywhere where you can listen to a podcast, we are there. Mm -hmm. I beg. We spell it every time on this podcast. If you don't know how to spell this thing, I'm sorry for you. Yeah. I don't know what else I can do. In fact, you guys will be hearing it, but there's a theme song. that we're spelling this. So, in fact, play the theme song. That's how you can find us. There's not too many people named what we're named. Yeah. Make sure you use your own account so we can get the the credits. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Don't don't be using somebody else's account to listen to us. That's not nice. See how Netflix has just banned you people. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. But, yeah, definitely follow us on social media. Follow us... um, on the my god on spotify there is a button there's a follow button so that you can be informed as we are putting out episodes please click that follow button Mm -hmm. if you are an apple podcast please rate and review us we like to see the reviews i beg even if it's bad leave it there let me let us know if it's bad pray about it pray pray about it before you hit send yeah ask ask god if you're a christian um, if you're not a Christian, whatever moral high ground, ask yourself if that's a good decision. 
And then should you choose to press send, we will faithfully receive your critique. What, what, you, you've just dropped this single, mm-hmm. The Rain. How can the people, where can they listen to it? Where can they find you? If they're like, this baby's hot. We need to find <laughs> hey. out what she's doing. Hey, future babe. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, she's everywhere. Her voice is nice. The sense is sensing. She sounds yeah. educated. The way we're hearing that she's dressed, she's a very stylish babe. Gunner agrees. <laughs> um, yes, you can find my song, The Rain, on Spotify, Apple Music, um, what Amazon Music, yes. YouTube. Period. Um, it's the Rain by L. Carter, E. L. L. E. Carter. Um, yes, Gunner, he agrees. Um, and you can follow me. Um, I'm planning on releasing a full EP. Well, wait at some point this year. It's it January, so I got time. You <laughs> <laughs> that, but it's January now. It may not be January when you drop this thing. Yeah, people are going to be, be waiting. Like, They're going to be like. Uh, is the EP is done? But you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok to get the updates on when this will be coming out. So my inst- both my Instagram and my TikTok are L Carter, um, L Carter Music. And the L again is E L L E, not the letter L. E L L E Carter C A R T E R, like Jay Z, Sean Carter. Is that his name, Sean Carter? Yeah, Sean Carter. <laughs> and then music. So L Carter Music. Follow me. I'm trying to get to 5,000 on TikTok. Oh, period. That's on my bingo card. <laughs> so you guys you guys know what to do. We we know what kinds of listeners you are. We know that you guys are very, you're A-plus students. So we know that all we need to do is just say the word, and you guys will follow faithfully. So on that note, we are, we're going to be wrapping up. It was such a pleasure to have you on here. Thanks I think that a lot of people are going to be really, really encouraged by what you have to say. Bye, yeah. Tune in in another couple of weeks for our episode. Bye. Bye.